Feedback and listening skills for pastors coming up on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Howdy, howdy, howdy. This is Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays podcast. So glad to have you on board. Today we're talking about a very important topic, and that's the idea of feedback and how pastors can get feedback from their congregation, how they can listen better. And we're going to go through some detailed things that will help you as a pastor uh, to make sure that your listening skills are getting sharpened up. There's a really good question out there that goes around, and it is, when does a pastor ever listen? Okay, and if you think about it, the idea of of church leadership, many of them come, whether it's the music people or leadership or Sunday school, whatever, they basically come to do a gospel presentation, they come to perform, they come to say their thing, people listen, and then the service is over. So there is not a real dedicated listening time that is set up in the way our church services are run in this day and age. And so I think that that's a detriment, and I think that every shopkeeper and every business longs for feedback from their customers because they understand how important uh, some of that is. If you're a regular business, you would do everything you can. Businesses have surveys that they hand out. A lot of them are like on the, on the receipt, you know, fill out this survey and we'll get a chance for $1,000. Uh, the other day I was on a phone call and they said, hey, after the call's over, would you mind taking a few questions? and and uh, filling out a survey um, there's uh, sometimes they actually call you up and say hey can we ask you questions about you know such and such there's all sorts of different ways that people are uh, businesses are getting the the heartbeat of their customer they hate they need to hear the language the customer is using they need to hear the problems that the church or the customer has they need to hear it in their details in their wording and it's just really important for uh, them to get feedback and it is difficult and you have to be proactive at it and so for a church it's the same thing there could be a you know feedback situation where you just need to know what's going on and we're, and we're not talking about you know complaining that type of stuff but just the the typical thing for, for example let's say you walked into a a, a bathroom of a uh, let's let's say a Walmart okay and you go into a large store and you go into the bathroom and there's like no water okay nothing works there's no running water the manager probably wants to know that. They, it would be helpful for them to know that. In fact, if they don't know that, it's going to hurt their business. And so you walk out and you try to find somebody and they're all busy, you know, you know, running their cash registers and stocking their shelves and nobody will listen to you. That is a problem. And in a church, it can be the same way. There are things that we need to hear as church leaders from our people. And again, some of them might be, you know, the grievances or complaint side of things, but some of them are legitimate questions or just reporting or giving feedback or very even the positive side of things, the uh, testimony side of things. So when do we do that and how does that happen? Well, folks, pastors need to get feedback 
and they need to sharpen up on their listening skills. So I want to go through a couple things that we do that I think would be helpful for you uh, that would that would be a blessing. Number one is one of the things that we have used over and over and over for feedback, and this is written feedback, um, but it is our connection card system. And I've taught extensively on our podcast and uh, on our website about this. If you're interested in learning how connection cards work, and they're just basically a little card like a three by five card that every single person gets every single week and they write down their prayer requests and they answer questions and you know if they're going to volunteer to help here or whatever there's all sorts of feedback uh you get their phone numbers if they want more information from your sermon uh there's places where they can check boxes all of that you can learn how to do that better if you go over to reachkeep.com uh, and put the do a slash so reachkeep.com slash connection the word connection that will get you to our connection card guide and that'll be a big help to you uh, we also you can also just go to the reachkeep.com site uh, and in the search bar type in connection card or just the word connection and you'll get a couple different podcasts uh, one specifically called a connection card that works and it's just very helpful stuff that will give you a lot of good feedback and I cannot imagine running a church without connection cards it would be one of the very first things that i would ever do uh, in fact i was just filling the pulpit in a church for uh, three weeks in a row at one place and i did institute cards i just took some three by five cards and had them share a couple things that i could take home and then pray and and uh, be able to continue to you know learn from them and i've been able to stay in touch with that church and find out how so-and-so's doing and how their kids are doing and how you know the guy that was six doing and and that's all important stuff and past Pastors need to get the feedback that direction from the congregation towards them. So a connection card system is a great way. You need to get it going. If you're having troubles with it, like say download the guide and then call us or write us at info at reachkeep.com and I'll help you get through it. So um, the, the second thing and really kind of a, these are more the skills type of things. These are more devices. Let me give you uh, three different things that will help you uh, to kind of really uh, kind of shape the way your day is set up, shape the way your Sunday is set up, and it will help you uh, to be a better communicator, and it will help you. Now, you're going to be the one that has to sit and listen, okay? So the skills part is still got to be there. You just got to be patient and listen, but here's, the, here's, here's one that's really helpful, and that is be available to your people at the right times, at the right times, which that means a lot of pastors say, hey, you can come to my office anytime. Folks, it's kind of intimidating to go to pastor's office. That's not the, and, and people have busy weeks too. You need to be available when they're there and not be caught, you know, up in, uh, uh, you know, your office hiding somewhere or, you know, meeting with the deacons or, you know, doing something like that. When your people are there coming in before the service, it's a little bit more casual time. And after the service, you need to make sure you are available during those times and that you have a, you know, get a cup of coffee and sit in a chair. That's what I would do is I'd make sure everything was done on a Sunday morning and I would get a cup of coffee and I would sit at a, a table we have in one of the corners of our atrium area there and there's about four or five seats around it so it's kind of open for people to come and sit and chat and they would just come up and, and tell me and talk to me about different things but just make sure that you're available at the right time and don't 
plan other things during that time. Uh, I've seen this multiple times. I was at a church just recently that did this, uh, where they have a prayer time before the service, and I'm all for prayer, but make it earlier. Don't make it those 10 minutes, 5 minutes before the service comes. Uh, it's just that's when people need to talk. They need to see you, and you don't need to be disappeared in an office uh, having a prayer time then. Do it 30 minutes earlier, uh, that would be a much better way to, to do that. Also, I've mentioned this, it's, if people come into the church for the very first time, and at this church I was just at, and several churches it seems to be this way, I don't know who started this, but it's like the pastor would kind of come out of his office and it's 10 minutes for the service. He would gather all the men. Hey, guys, come into the office. We're going to have prayer time, pray for, pray for the service. Well-meaning, but then those 10 minutes for the service, every man in the building is gone and visitors walk in the door and all they see is women and children. They don't see any men. They don't see any leadership. There's no one there, you know, uh, that they would identify with. And it's just not a good start. So, but the idea is being available at the right time, making sure that you are there before and then after services is very important as well. At many churches, after the service, people rush off to eat lunch, and that's a great ministry too, but just delay it a little bit and hang out there, be at, be at different doors. If you have two or three different doors of your church where people kind of come in and out, make sure that you kind of position yourself in different places. And we don't recommend that you stand right next to the door because that sort of rushes people out the door I, I stand you know kind of in the area where they would go by um, but I, I I try to be more in the middle where people can kind of approach me from from all sides I don't want to send the signal of like all right it's all time to go home so I can take my nap so we can come back and do all this again and you know flick the light switch a couple of times not a not a good idea so be available after services as well that's a great time uh, to really get feedback you know and just kind of uh, really start the, the conversation that takes me to the second one and here's the, the words I want you to write down is just ask questions you need to ask questions of your people and then listen uh, many times we're in the fix-it mode and we always have an answer for everything but we need to have times when we sit and we listen again the connection card is a great way uh, to do that you can ask questions on the card uh, of, of any kind of thing on the card you know when when did you get saved what are some of the struggles you're going through as a parent what are some of the struggles you're going through as a you know as a single person as a retired person uh, you know and get get kind of that type of feedback it's it's, a, it's an amazing thing. I ask the question all the time on ReachKeep, you know, what are some of the struggles you have, uh, you know, reaching new young families? And we get all sorts of different answers that I don't normally think of, but they are from other churches that are having, you know, different perspective, different problems in their communities. And that is, uh, you know, that feedback is valuable. So ask questions on the, on the connection card. Uh, ask questions in person. If you're just sitting there with them, uh, just kind of tell them I was just with uh, a group of people the other day and we were all standing around and kind of somehow we got talking a little bit about salvation or whatever it was sort of a somewhat spiritual conversation and I said let me ask you, you all a question I said did you get saved did you come to know the Lord during the daytime or during the nighttime 
It's just a real simple question. And we kind of went around and people started talking about it was daytime, nighttime, whatever. Uh, and, and it was a great, it was a great question. Did you get saved indoors or outdoors? It just sort of got the conversation going and kept a spiritual tone to the, to the conversation. So it was a great, a great thing there. Another way that you can ask questions is by when you're texting people. And this is a little trick that we do all the time. Many times when you're getting done with a message, you still have a lot of message left. Uh, when you're preparing the message, you have a lot of uh, content left, and you don't uh, have time to do it. Obviously, you only have a certain amount of time when you speak. Um, so you can like create a verse list, or you can create something uh, that you would email to everybody, and you ask them, hey, on your connection card, put your phone number there, and I will text you these three verses that have to do with how to forgive someone. I will text you these three verses, uh, you know, on the end times, on the rapture or whatever. And people write, they, they will write, you know, send me the, you know, verses. Write the word rapture on your card, and they'll send, I'll send you the word uh, verses all on rapture, um, that type of thing. So you can, you can, do that on their connection card. Then when you text them, you send them the verse list. And then in the verses, you or in the, the, the text, you ask a question. And some type of question is, you know, how's your, how's your ma, mother-in-law doing, you know? Uh, uh, do you need any more verses? Do you have any questions about other portions of the end times, like the millennium or the, you know, whatever? And, and, and then you start that feedback, and they start to write back and forth to you. So you ask questions by just simply texting uh, when, you're, when you're doing that and see what they have to say. And you'll have great conversations, and they will send you things. And, and you can, with the nice thing about texting, is you can say I'll get back to you tonight I'll get back to you tomorrow you know because you're busy or whatever so you can do that you get to answer questions you get to be the answer guy and you get the feedback from them but you don't necessarily have to do it at that exact moment so let me give you last one here and this is the just the idea of, of of valuing discussion and valuing the idea of your people talking to you and how you do that well there's several ways and this uh, one of the things that we've done is in our with our nursery workers is we've made the goal in our nursery for the ladies there uh, that run the the nursery side of things that they would have the, the goal for the whole day is that they would have a meaningful conversation with a young mom and we have a lot of young moms come in and a lot of young moms have a lot of questions and young moms are usually the ones with babies and so they come in and they're they're going to go to service and they're going to get answers and all that but they may have questions about everything from teething to you know what style of diaper bag do you use that type of stuff there's lots of questions and a good nursery worker can turn some of that conversation into the spiritual and get some good feedback so if you as the pastor value discussion and you value that feedback that will create a the atmosphere in your church of people that like to listen and like to, to be in, involved in discussion. Uh, as another one here under valuing discussion is what I call uh, discussion-based Bible studies. And I would love to do more teaching on this and how to create a Bible study. And this is, would be more like a midweek or even a Sunday night service if you do that, um, where there is feedback and there is discussion going. Every time that I've been in a service where there's been really good discussion and really good feedback, 
it has been taken as a positive thing. The, the people go, man, that was a really good lesson today. We really got a lot out of that because there was a lot of good questions going on and there was good answers that were coming up. And people may not understand all the things that, that we teach about and we need to give them a chance to discuss and talk about it. The gist of it is, and, and there are several ways to do these, there's many, many ways, but I'll give you just the simplest way, is if, if you're sitting down at a discussion-based Bible study, in other words, you're, you're, you're maybe not standing at a pulpit, that's always a barrier uh, for questions. Um, uh, even if you can come down from a pulpit and stand, you know, if you've got to stand in front of everybody, that's fine, but, you know, use a music stand or just hold your Bible, <clears throat> and then you teach a little, then you stop and ask questions. And then you teach a little, and you stop and ask questions and take discussion in the middle. You don't do like your entire, you know, nine verses and then ask for questions. You do a verse and then say, do, is there something you don't understand here? Do you need some clarity here? What do you think this word, uh, you know, means? Have Is there another place in the Bible that reminds you of this verse here or this concept? And let people start to have that uh, that discussion. I could teach you more on that um, at, a, at another time if you'd like. So uh, discussion-based uh, Bible study. Uh, the last one for listening skills, and this is the value of discussion, is make sure that you leave time for discussion to happen when you have scheduled type events. We have uh, couples events, we do a lot of things like that, where we will get started and we, we will start and then we'll take a break to like get refreshments or take a little break to do something and we'll let people get the discussion going during that time. Also, I learned this with the teen stuff. We used to, you know, run teen rallies from like 7 o'clock at night till 9 o'clock at night. And, you know, knowing me, I wanted to preach the whole time, you know. So we'd do a few games and stuff. And then I'd speak right till, you know, 8.59. <clears throat> And there'd be no time left. I mean, parents are coming and picking the kids up. And I learned a lesson that if I stop early, so I'd stop 15, 20 minutes early. And I, so I started earlier, so I still got my content in. But I had changed the timing so that when it was over, there was time for discussion. And we had great discussion after that stuff was over. And then the parents came and picked the kids up. But don't take things right to the last uh, second there. So all of those, this idea of being available, asking questions, and uh, valuing discussion are all important ways to get feedback and all part of your skills. You need to make those happen. So if you're a pastor, you're going to be arranging the schedule and doing some of the things to, uh, to make all that happen. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you're going to be arranging your schedule and kind of changing things around so that you can be available and listen and then get that feedback. So anyway, if you're wanting that uh, thing on the connection cards, again, that is reachkeep.com uh, slash connection. And you can just go to the website there as well and type in on the search bar uh, at reachkeep.com, the word connection, and you'll get all sorts of hits on that. And you'll be able to uh, sharpen up your connection card system. So anyway, <clears throat> from Mike Holmes here to you on the Better Sundays podcast, I need to sign out and let you go. So grateful for all our listeners. Make sure that you uh, give us a, a review or a five-star rating if you're doing this on iTunes um, or Apple Podcasts, they call it now. Um, and wherever you are, if you'd give us a thumbs up, if you're listening to this on YouTube channel, a thumbs up on that would be uh, appropriate as well. We appreciate you guys so much. If you have questions, again, info at reachkeep.com. Don't forget our Ask Mike segment. We'll be taking questions that you 
specifically have about specific chunks of ministry, and you can send those questions to info at reachkeep.com. That'll get you there too. So uh, from me here all the way to you there, God bless you. You guys serve the Lord with gladness, enter to his gates with thanksgiving, and we will see you next week. Take care. 